It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor of 50 Pin Place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on the weekend episode of Locked on Thunder, we'll talk about the impact that Mark Keith Morris can make for the Oklahoma City Thunder. More importantly, what we really got to get to is what needs to happen for the Oklahoma City Thunder here in the last few games of the season. You can't really call it the second half, even though it's after the All-Star break, but the last few games of the season that make them go from being a good team to a team that might actually be able to win a championship. In other words, being from really good to being a contender, and that's what we're really going to tackle coming up in segment number three. In segment number one, I'll tell you what the Thunder need to have happen down the stretch in order for them to, at worst, maintain where they are. Who are the guys that are going to have to step up? What we can really expect from the front office's fans And in segment number two today, and I know I'm kind of going um, backwards on this or kind of a little bit out of order like good old Jed the Fish, we'll talk about Markeith Morris and Patrick Patterson. How will we see this this rotation develop? And um, I will tell you that I am recording this prior to the Jazz game, and I'm anxious to hear what Billy Donovan says prior to the game as far as rotations, because I haven't heard that yet. And how I think things will will play out. I will tell you right now, scouring the Thunder game notes, nobody, not even Markeith Morris, who has not played since December 26, is listed as out today. Okay, Andre Robertson listed as out, but nobody else is listed as out. So we will have all that coming up for you today right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I am a credentialed member of the media, and I've been doing this podcast now for about a year. I've been covering the Thunder now for five years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the Locked on Thunder podcast on Apple iTunes. Um, you could also tell your smart device when you're in your car, um, and I'm assuming for the most part, that that is your phone, play the Locked on Thunder podcast. You can get this at Google Podcast. You can get it at Stitcher, and I think I've already mentioned Spotify, and Apple iTunes, and LockedOnPodcast.com. But if you subscribe, you can tell your smart device to play it, and then boom, it's right there for your drive to work, or for your drive home, or you can stack them up and then listen for a long road trip. Let's start off talking about what has to happen for the Thunder down the stretch to, at worst, maintain the level of play that they're having now. And just so you know, before we delve into this, the Thunder right now, two games back of Denver for that second spot 
in the NBA's Western Conference. And I believe if I last checked, I'm kind of doing this off memory, I think three, four games ahead of the Portland Trailblazers. Um, and here's what here's what has to happen. First and foremost, the guys that are producing now must continue to produce. And that means that Paul George has got to continue averaging close to 30 points a game. He's closer to 29 right now. I think it's 28.7. Paul George needs to continue to average 30 points a game if the Thunder want any chance to advance past the first round of the NBA playoffs. And right now as it stands, tonight against the Jazz is sort of a preview of what the first round would be because the Thunder are in third, the Jazz are in sixth. The next thing you need is not necessarily Russell Westbrook to average a triple-double, although the numbers will tell you Russell Westbrook needs to average a triple-double. Looking at the last couple of years, it's what, 70 and 21 when Russell Westbrook gets a triple-double. You need him, more importantly, to just make sure that everybody stays involved and stays happy. Continue getting the ball down to Steven Adams. Continue allowing Steven Adams to attack the paint, to put the ball in the rim, to get those offensive rebounds, to get it back to Russell, to get it to an open Paul George or an open Jeremy Grant. That brings us to Jeremy Grant. What you need from Jeremy Grant more than anything is just continued just, just continued tenaciousness on that defensive end, which he will bring you every single night for the Oklahoma City Thunder. As much as I love seeing Jeremy Grant go out beyond the arc, or as much as I love seeing him dunk, both of which can be spectacular. Although, when you look at the numbers, Jeremy Grant's free throw shooting, not that great. I think what happens overall, the Thunder who have been shooting much better over the last couple of months from beyond the arc are really about 13th in the NBA from beyond the arc. So anytime a guy like Jeremy Grant or Terrence Ferguson hits a three, all of a sudden we, th- we, we get fooled into thinking that this is a good three-point shooting team. And it's still, it's just an okay, it's middle of the pack shooting three-point team or just above middle of the pack three-point shooting team. I want Jeremy Grant to continue to be a rim protector I want him to continue to play a physical style of defense, and I want him to be that guy who can be the spark plug for Oklahoma City. And that's the the most interesting thing about this team, especially when you look at the starting five. At any point, Terrence Ferguson, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, or Jeremy Grant can be a spark plug. Why didn't I say Steven Adams? Well, I didn't say Steven Adams, and part of that is it's just a little prejudice because I don't really think of big men being the spark plug. And Terrence Ferguson, we look at I'm I looked at his three-point percentage over the last few games, and it is sporadic at best. There are a couple of games where he shot over where he shot about 50% from beyond the arc. And there and then there are some games where he is dreadful. And I don't really usually like reading off stats. But what has happened with Terrence Ferguson is because we have seen the ability from somebody at that position to actually hit an open three. We think Terrence Ferguson is better from three than maybe what he actually is. Still, it's a skill that Andre Robertson lacks. And it's one more dimension that for a defense, you can't can't necessarily leave him alone. 
You could decide to just sag off him and sag off Russ and let them shoot threes, but inevitably what happens? When you sag off a guy like Russ, or you sag off a guy like, um, not like Grant, but like Terrence Ferguson, they're going to hit. They're going to hit from beyond the arc, and then they're going to have those nights where they just go absolutely bonkers from beyond the arc, and, and you can't explain it. doesn't mean that your game plan was bad. It just means that they had that one night where they ultimately clicked, and you got burned. You got burned because of it, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of teams get burned, but it's not something that the Thunder need to hang their hat on. As far as the bench goes, well, you've got to continue to rely on what you're getting from Dennis Schroeder at this point, and the thing I love about Schroeder is that he can do so much on the court. He's a guy that can draw attention. Um, he's the guy that can distribute much like Russ. If, if Schroeder needs to take over a game, he can, incredibly athletic. Also off the bench, this is where Morris comes into play, and this is where I'm not really sure what he's going to give you. His numbers are a lot better than Patrick Patterson, but what, but what really will Markeith Morris give you off the bench, bench is the major question that you've got for the Oklahoma City Thunder now for the rest of this season. And I can see it in great Thunder fashion is that he comes out and has a great first game, first couple of games. We fall in love with him, and then he falls back to maybe not being as good as we thought he was. Guy's averaging 11 points a game. There's no question that he's better. And the fact that he is already on the depth chart ahead of Patrick Patterson tells me that the Thunder didn't pick him up merely as an insurance policy. What the Thunder did with Markeith Morris is they picked him up as a guy that they could actually rely on to play for Jeremy Grant while he is sitting on the bench because with Patterson, you're just not getting that this year. And I would tell you right now, just looking at Patrick Patterson, if you just watch his face, the confidence isn't there with that guy. It's not there the way that it was last season and he still may be enjoying his time in Oklahoma City and by the way congratulations to him on getting married but I don't see him as a guy who feels like every time he steps out on the court he can really actually contribute something to the Oklahoma City Thunder and uh, Hamadou Diallo I, I think anything you get from him is pretty much gravy um, <laughs> congratulations on winning the dunk contest but you still have to figure out what's going on with Deontay Burton. You still have to figure out what's going on with at least one more roster spot. And I'm assuming that Deontay Burton is still going to get that roster spot. But I don't expect, other than maybe the Thunder elevating him and making him a full-time NBA player, for them to go out and actually do more than what they've done at this point. So I don't think any help is coming from any place else other than what's already on this team. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, we'll go in depth a little bit more about Markeith Morris and what we can expect from him maybe here in these next couple of games. It's all right here on LOT. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. 
TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves, they'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Uh, Several ways to do that. I always recommend um, just going to Apple iTunes. It seems to be the easiest way. Google Podcasts, LockedOnPodcast.com. Download it, subscribe, get it in your inbox, and then tell your smart device when you're in your car every day to play the Locked On Thunder Podcast. And then, boom, it's right there. No fuss, no muss, and then we'll take you from home to work or work to home and you'll have the entire podcast in and that way you won't feel like you missed anything. And of course, hey, if you want to re-listen at work, I'm not going to complain about that. You can re-listen at work. You can re-listen anytime you want um, just by subscribing to this podcast. All right, so we got Markeith Morris who starts his Thunder career in earnest tonight. And I don't, I don't feel like this was a desperation move by Sam Presti. You needed to upgrade from Patrick Patterson this year. And this is the guy that just happened to be on the market and a guy that didn't, a guy that, that didn't force you to give up something that you didn't want to give up. It's sort of the best of both worlds. You're helping him out. You're bringing him into a winning franchise and you don't have to give anything up. When I look at Markeith Morris, and I think about this guy, and I think about him and his brother Marcus and and, and how tight they are, what I see more than anything is a guy that just wants to be happy, a guy that wants to play for an organization that has an opportunity to do something. I think he's been looking at his brother the last couple of years, watching what his brother's been able to accomplish in Boston, and then he's been stuck in Washington, and... Now he at least gets the opportunity with Oklahoma City to to go in the playoffs play. And actually, you're getting brought into a situation where you can contribute. Because the Thunder are looking for major help at the four right now. And they're looking for somebody who can hit from beyond the arc. And even though the percentages to Patrick Patterson and Markeith Morris are the same, I have more confidence right now in Markeith Morris even though I've never seen him play. One, and here's the biggest thing that I I see happening with Markeith Morris. One, he's coming in sort of loose. He's playing with house money. Didn't know what the rest of the season was going to be like for him. Now he gets a gift being on a good team. You come in, you get the opportunity to play with Russell Westbrook. You get the opportunity to play with Paul George. A lot is going to be expected of you, but you are also don't come in with any really expectations of your teammates trying to sit you up and make you look better than maybe what you actually are. So anytime you get the ball, now it's just the opportunity to just relax, shoot, play basketball. Defensively, I think the guy is going to be an absolute monster for Oklahoma City. He's going to be a tough matchup for anybody to handle. He'll be able to be physical in the paint. Um, He'll be able to protect the rim. which we know that that's something that Sam Presti has always valued, which is the whole reason that Serge Ibaka 
stayed in Oklahoma City and not so much James Harden a couple of years ago, which at some point, I think I think maybe before the in-cast, we <laughs> into the podcast, we actually squeeze in something about James Harden living his best life. Um, I, there, there's some old pictures of James Harden that popped up uh, on my Twitter feed that I've got to talk to uh, talk about, but I digress. So I look at Markeith Morris giving Jeremy Grant an opportunity to rest, taking some of the pressure off Jeremy Grant, because right now, as, as young and as great as Jeremy Grant is, and thank God he's not hurt tonight, and he's going to play tonight, I think there's been a lot of pressure put on him to feel like he's the only one at the four who can really produce. And you've been putting guys like Abdul Nader in there. And, you know, God bless Abdul Nader, but he's not the seasoned veteran that the Thunder need right now if they are really going to make an earnest run in the NBA playoffs. You've had Deontay Burton, who's played just about every position on the floor come in and play, and that's certainly not his natural position because he's undersized at that position of the floor. Now you have got a guy in Markeith Morris who can come in, be a natural four, play that position, be relaxed, and maybe he actually pushes Patrick Patterson a little bit to where when Patterson is called on, and I got to think that if Morris comes out and shines like he's capable of, Patrick Patterson's not going to see the floor very much. And I don't get the feeling that that, that Billy is going to... Well, actually, I take that back. Billy will yo-yo, guys. Billy will yo-yo you based on what you're giving and what you're not giving at any particular moment. But I just... I I love this. I, I just love this for the Oklahoma City Thunder right now and where this team is going. I feel... I feel confident, but not overly confident, about what can happen the rest of the season. We'll wrap things up here on Locked on Thunder. Coming up next, how do the Thunder go from being content, or how they go from being good to actually being contenders? I'll explain that right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked on Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you listen in your car just by going to your smart device and asking your smart device to play the Locked On Thunder Podcast. We've also got Locked On Sooners that's out as well. It's the Locked On Thunder Podcast and the Locked On Sooners Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Thank you very much for joining us today. So I was asked to explain, how do the Thunder go from being a really good team, which is what they are right now, to actually being contenders? Actually being able to give the Golden State Warriors a scare. And first of all, I, I, first of all, I got to say, I already think they match up really well uh, with the Golden State Warriors. Defensively, this team is as good as I've seen the Thunder in quite some time. And I actually think you've got a guy in Ferguson, guys like George, Jeremy Grant, Markeith Morris now, who's coming off the bench. You have guys that can play defense and match up well with Golden State. And that's really all we're looking at is Golden State. Can you beat Golden State four times in a seven-game series? That's what you have to do if you're anybody in the West right now. And we could spend our time talking about Denver. We could spend our time talking about Utah. But what I think that the Thunder ultimately needed was, well, one, I still think they need more three-point shooting, okay? And that's just, that's one of those things that we're going to stress over for the next few years as Thunder fans is where is that three-point shooting coming from? Because it doesn't seem that it's coming from within the organization anytime soon. There's nobody I think you're calling up from the blue that's going to make a difference about it. Terrence Ferguson, Jeremy Grant, I mean, Paul George. That's it. That's your most consistent three-point shooter. So on Sam Presti's list, like it's been for the last few years, is one, you've got to go out and get another three-point shooter. That's the first thing I do if I'm Oklahoma City, okay? And I don't know, I mean, so in a sense, I guess what I'm saying is, is it cannot be accomplished this year. You start there, you get, you get there. You've already got the defense there. The one guy that you can't really match up with, that I don't think Oklahoma City really can, can square away or figure out a way to shut down is Boogie Cousins. Um, I, you've got guys that can be physical all day long with Boogie Cousins in the paint. That's not the problem. It's when he's going to draw a guy like Steven Adams from out beyond the arc, that's when he's going to torch Steven Adams because Adams can't defend guys shooting the three. You're going to have to worry about that. The other thing that you're going to need when you face Golden State in a seven-game series is you're going to have to be just as intense as they are. You're going to have to match... Essentially, you're going to have to match Draymond Green's intensity. And this is one time I think the Thunder might actually do that because I think a guy like Paul George and a guy like Russell Westbrook certainly can match the intensity... The other thing that I like about that I like about PG with Russ is that we all know that Russ has a tendency to get emotional. He's a guy that has a tendency to get out of control. And Paul George is the type of guy that in a situation like that, in any playoff situation, if he gets the sense that Russ is going to go Russ, like Russ is going to go nuts, that he's going to go off on somebody. He's a guy that can put his arm around Russell Westbrook and calm him down. Another guy who's essential to this team from an emotional standpoint is Raymond Felton, who has a great relationship with Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Raymond is the type of, for some, Russell Westbrook will listen to Raymond Felton the way that he used to listen to a guy like Nick Collison. So when those moments happen, Raymond Felton can pull Russell Westbrook to the side and say, hey man, 
chill out, calm down. You're going to hurt us if you don't get this under control, and Russ will listen to it. So the three things you're looking for, one, more three-point shooting, and just this year you're going to have to live with what you got because it's it's not there. It's not there to be found unless Sam Presti somehow miraculously gets somebody delivered to him uh, in the next few weeks, and I just don't see that happening. Two, uh, intensity, which is there, but the Thunder have got to quit taking so many periods off. And what I mean by that are just those those small lulls that I've talked about all year. They've got to they got to quit taking those off as often as they do. A couple of games down the stretch, I'm fine with of you having a bad third quarter or a bad half of a a quarter or whatever and needing to make up ground in the fourth quarter. But I just I, I don't want to be talking about that one game after another. That's got to cut down. And then three, it's just maintain. And, and part of that goes hand in hand is maintaining that level of intensity, which we all know the Thunder have. It's just doing it on a nightly basis. That wraps up the weekend episode of Locked on Thunder. I'm Eric G. We'll be back on Monday. And, uh, hey, we'll have a couple of games to talk about with the Jazz and the Kings, and we'll look ahead to the Denver Nuggets. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody in peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. A Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.